good evening. This goes out to all the sexy people on a hot date right now, experiencing that new, exciting chemistry, those warm, tingly feelings, the anticipation of that first passionate kiss. Ooh, that didn't go as planned, did it? Another bad date? Don't worry, it wasn't in vain. All bad dates lead to great stories, and we want to hear them. Join with our new hosts and guests as they regale you with tales of their own dating disasters and lend an ear to yours. You'll also get advice from professional counselors, sex therapists, celebrities, and fellow daters to help you navigate through that crazy jungle of love. It's funny, it's sexy, it's unfiltered, live, and unscripted. It's The Bad Date Show. Good evening. Hey there, Noel. Welcome to The Bad Date Show, everybody. To those who've been listening, to our new listeners, basically, the name is what it says. If you have had those bad dates, you are definitely at the right place. We've got a lot of great callers. We've got a lot of great um, guests talking about their bad dates, what to do on them, what not to do on them. And then hopefully we can... Uh, eventually turn the name of the show to the amazing date show. What do you think, Noel? You know, I, I really hope that's the case because I feel like dating is like Ryan said one day, hi, Ryan, Ryan's from Denver. We've been friends for a long time. Hey guys. Thank you for joining us. Hi story. How you doing? Um, story's coming from LA. Uh, Ryan, one time I called him, he was talking about a bad date and he said, you know what dating's like? Do you remember this conversation, Ryan? Mm -hmm. He said, dating's like going to a thrift store. Tell, tell us that story that you told me. Why, why is dating like thrifting? God, you know what? I can't remember exactly what date we were referring to. Um, I can't either. But yeah, you know, sometimes it's like a thrift store. You, you walk into a thrift store, there's a bunch of used, uh, you know, clothes, uh, home goods, and you're just trying to pick the best one. And, or the least crappy. Or the least crappy. Mm -hmm. So it's really a crapshoot when you're going in there. And, you know, sometimes you walk away with one that's cracked and broken. Sometimes you walk away with one that's uh, been patched up a few times. So that's, that's what I think. It's a thrift store. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way too. After being married, when I got back into the dating scene, I feel like I was thrown to the lions. I had no idea because I go in thinking, Hey, we had a few good conversations and your picture is pretty good. And I walked in and they weren't even who they said they were. So yeah, sometimes you end up with not even what you thought you were going to leave with, uh, more than a crack pot damaged goods that you know been married and divorced and broken up as of yesterday mm -hmm. and they're already back out in the game right so we're reformatting this show giovanni do you want to tell our audience a little bit about what we're doing and why we're shortening it and how listening and communication really comes into play with dating Absolutely. I mean, the entire premise of what we do is about good communication, good relationships. And um, there's a million types of relationships, family, business, friends, lovers, and the list goes on and on. And without good communication, there's absolutely no foundation for the relationship. Love doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. And as you and I have discussed and some of our other guests have discussed, it's a matter of getting to a good repartee between ourselves as well as our guests. And, you know, one of the complaints was, hey, you guys are dragging a little long, maybe a little dull. And you know what? Nobody wants to hear that. I definitely wouldn't want to hear that on a date. I wouldn't want to hear that from a family member, from a business partner, whatever the case may be. So a good partner, being myself and you, we listen and we're making the adjustments and hopefully they come across well that we're really taking the time so people can get a lot out of what we're talking about. 
Absolutely. And um, I've noticed just with my best friendships and like with you guys during the week, if I text you, the response is pretty quick. And even if you're busy, it's, hey, I'll get back to you. I at least know that you're you're not ignoring me. You're busy and you'll get back to me. And I think with dating, it's even more vulnerable because if you've slept together and there's a big lag in communication, I know on the woman's side, we're already freaking out. If we haven't heard and it's been days, hours, whatever, I think everybody has a, a different tolerance level. And I'm just curious with you guys, once you started seeing a woman and it's the relationship has become sexualized, don't you expect communication kind of to stay the same? Like, I'm just going to go off of how it's been. So if I text you and you respond reasonably quick and then the relationship has been sexualized and the communication mm -hmm. and like the... The timing between text and phone call starts to get, you know, further and further apart. As a woman, we start to get insecure because he used to text me back right away. Now he's texting every other day and then we just start to freak out. Maybe he's just busy, but I'm just curious about men. Is it the same for you guys? Do you, do you start to get nervous if the text isn't as quick as it always is? Or do you just think she's busy or is insecurity just on us? Honestly, I think sometimes we have to worry about even y'all thinking that because like we realize that at the very beginning, we don't want to like we might have the time we want to text you a lot. We're getting to know you, but we don't want to have to like now we have to keep that up every single day. It's like. Like, God, I was getting to know you. It's like, now I'd like to get to know you organically. We, I, whatever. It's like, I don't want to be, I didn't want a relationship to my phone. Um, I wanted it, it was simply to get to know enough to do a relationship in person, is how I feel. Um, but yeah. Let Let's me ask you a story. You're, you said you're what, 29? Yep. Okay. So, as my age group, we go way back to the telegraph. But you know, back in the day, we didn't have we didn't have cell phones. There was not the there was no such thing as this in, instant communication. I find, at least me personally, that instant communication has made lots of people, especially women, neurotic, and it makes men very frustrated and pissed because no guy wants to answer 555 text messages a day, and women get and poor women that go crazy because they're waiting for 555 responses. So at least back when I was, you know, young and we had literally, you know, dial-up phones, um, you talked when you had the chance, not right. that you constantly had to make the chance. So um, I have no problem somebody not responding to me nor me responding immediately. Now, I do just out of respect because that's the communication device we use. Having said that, do you find that having to respond on a constant, never-ending basis is, is frustrating to you personally? If that's it's extremely frustrating that's where i think things go wrong if, if they expect that because i mean there might be times maybe they'll get that or maybe they won't but it's the i mean i think what you're doing when you're there that's what makes way more of a difference it's like what type of a presence do you have when i'm there when i am messaging you what am i messaging you am i am i back and forth flick flaky because of that which is making you think i'm doing something when i'm not messaging or are you just going crazy because while i'm working now i'm not being able to message you for the first time and i'm in the middle of a job you know well this is so frustrating because effectively what you're doing is trying to read the woman's mind 
when she's not even nearby through text. Yeah. And that, that's what I think is the frustrating part of it all. And I have a terrible habit, even though I don't necessarily think it's a terrible thing, but I find that so often, even including my mother, I, I get, I, I don't want to be on the phone, whether it's video chat, text messaging, whatever, for long periods of time. And I'm pretty brutal at times. I'm like, I have a big, oh God, it's time to go. And they're like, okay. But then I can hear that the voice gets really deflated. So Ryan, same thing. You're in a relatively young age group. Go ahead, story. I've had very recently, I've had at least four or five people. I've literally had to tell that on the phone and like, I am just, I, I do not like being on the phone unless you have information to give me while I am on the phone. I am getting off the phone um, because I'm not just here to chit chat. I have stuff I got to do. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you, I agree with you guys. You know, I agree with you guys. I mean, I think that, you know, for me, I operate under, uh, I'm very communicative as it is. And so for me, it's, it's a little different, you know, you know, when we talked about like, after you, you experience that physical, um, connection, you know, a lot of guys, I know a lot of friends that I, that, that I've talked to about this is, is that's their opportunity to either, dive in or pull away, you know? And so I think that, you know, it, it's valid for women to a certain degree that, you know, if the communication changes, um, yes, we're all busy. Uh, you know, this, we're in the age of where, where women are as busy, if not busier than some of the men, you know, in my life, that's, the, that's the case. And, you know, communication changes for a reason. Um, yes, we're all busy. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it's a, it's a, two second conversation via text or a phone call, um, out of respect. I feel like when you have engaged in a connection with someone, um, that, and if you're truly ready to build a relationship with someone, you know, it warrants that level of connection and respect, you know? So that's kind of where I sit on it. You know, um, I, I got friends that are, that operate differently than I do. And, you know, in my similar age group, um, but you know, I'm kind of a different, different animal in that respect. All right, so Noel, now you've heard three points of view. Well, is that, just I want to also say, there is the hypocritical point of view, um, or not necessarily point of view, but the hypocritical stance as well, where as much as I do like all this, I do hate the idea when you can text someone who you know is on their phone throughout their day, and then they you get no response throughout the entire day. It's like, all right, maybe you are busy. And just like, I can understand if they got mad if I didn't respond to them all day. But if I did between whatever, but I'm like, here, I'll let me message you back. And then they're getting mad at me just because I'm telling them I'm busy for an hour or two. That's different than like if they don't respond all day. Because in this generation, nobody doesn't look at their phone for an entire 24-hour period. Well, that's true. I think ultimately resolution to any conversation or a pause in the communication, I totally agree with you. I will always do that. I generally, the second I see a text message, I will respond back. Hey, let me talk to you later. I can't let whatever the case may be, give me five minutes, but at least it gives that resolution. And the person looks forward to realizing that there is going to be um, communication. So, Noel, like I was saying, now that you've heard three points of male views, does that in any way, shape, or form change your perspective as to neuro being somewhat neurotic when you're texting and expecting something back? Not saying you personally are neurotic, <laughs> but you did laugh a lot I when I said it. So that means I think you're, I'm speaking the truth. Well, okay. It depends on where things are with the person that I'm seeing. Um, if the relationship has been very recently sexualized, that's when I am the most vulnerable because us women tend to get insecure that that's all he wanted to do was hit it and leave it. And so 
I mean, even if he goes home after uh, sex, it would be nice uh, before he goes to bed. Hey, it doesn't have to be about the sex. I mean, it can be. Uh, but hey, awesome seeing you tonight. Um, catch up with you tomorrow. That just calms a woman's nerves down because it's like, wow, he actually likes me. He didn't just want to sleep with me. He actually likes me because he, you know, could have done anything to end his night and he's getting into bed and ending his night and he's still thinking about me. And that just will cool her jets versus if he leaves and hours go by and he just hits the sack next morning, she gets up for work and there's still no communication. Lunch break, she's looked at her phone like 15 times, nothing from him. All it takes is good morning, beautiful. That's it. It doesn't have to be if the sex was good or not. He's still in communication with me after, you know, recently sexualizing our relationship. He still likes me. Um, that's just kind of the expectation, I guess, for me anyways. All right, Story, what do you think about that assessment? Um, I think it's okay as long as you're not one of the ones that say that then, because that's right after the date. Yes, you can show something. Obviously, you need to have some context to show, hey, look, I'm not just leaving but beyond that, then also you have to reciprocate because too many girls in those situations respond. Okay. Good morning, beautiful morning. And then it's like, all right, I'm, now I don't know if they want me to write more. And now they get mad at me if I don't write more. It's like, you know, I said something, they didn't give me nothing to go off of. So I'm trying to respect them now. I'll be like, all right, let's play it cool. Yeah. And, the, and therein lies the rub about a never ending mass communication. There's always a premise that somebody has to fulfill as opposed to saying, let me just say what I got to say and move on, which is why I started, I literally put an emoji in every single solitary message anymore. I mean, Noel will tell you. Yeah, every yes, time I met the chart. I do too. I uh, do because- too. Well, and unfortunately, you got to put it in context. I, I can't yes. tell you the miscommunications. I'm sure we've all had it where yeah. you send a text message, like somebody say, hey, good morning. Uh, and you just write, have a good day. But they may read it as like, have a good day. A good not, day. Yeah. not, hey, have but, a good but, day. But, so but, you got to hey, end up putting them in, emo- in emojis. Don't you think emojis can be misunderstood? Because okay, there's one emoji that really bothers me. And it's this uh, pink face. And he's doing this. I'm like, is he horny or is he hugging me? Is he grabbing me? It looks like a boob I, I remember when we had to like buy memes at Hot Topic. There were the little bunny memes at Hot Topic. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, okay, guys. Yeah. But the point, I think, if we go back to where we started the show, is communication. And if you over text, there's also a risk of misunderstanding. Because even if you throw in as many emojis as possible, uh, they might get the wrong impression from, like, like there's one dead with the X's on the eyes, like, I'm dead. But for some people, I guess the younger kids, I'm dead is actually good. Oh my gosh, oh. that I, that sex was so good. I'm dead. So if you yep. send the emoji with the X's on the eyes, I'm going to crash out because that sex was epic. Now, if I got that, I think, oh my God, did I kill you? Was the sex that bad? So emojis can really throw things off. But Ryan, before you run off tonight, I would love to hear your bad date story. Let's hear it. Yeah, so this one's uh, fairly recent, guys. Um, and it was really a tough one for me. So I, I had gotten introduced to a woman um, out of state. And, uh, it was a mutual friend of ours that, uh, you know, I, I trained with him at, at a jujitsu gym nearby. And, um, what had happened was, is, is he was trying to set me up, never got a hold of the woman. And I in, ended up accidentally finding her on Instagram and spoke up a conversation, hit it off really well. And after a few weeks of, 
of communicating, she decided, hey, I'm going to come out. So being out of state, uh, you know, we had some plans. I had my kids, um, and uh, I'm very particular about having the kids around anybody, but uh, we agreed we'd keep it friendly. Um, and so what had happened was that, you know, it's from where she was driving, it was about a, about a seven, eight-hour trip. And we had really good connection. And, and, and again, you know, we were, we've been talking for, you know, three, four weeks or so at this point, and things were going really good, you know, thinking that, you know, that this could be something that we can kind of, you know, push forward with. Well, on the way out here, uh, about, about an hour out of her drive, she calls me getting done with work. She gives me a call and drops some news. Um, and, and, and again, guys, you know, for me, yes, a lot of our communication had been, uh, you know, sexual in nature, um, the glory of FaceTiming has, was, was used. And what had happened was uh, she comes out and says to me, uh, I just got tested and I have herpes. Oh, no. Jaw dropped because... Bad date. <laughs> bad date. And so... It, it lasts nice, forever. Yes. And I'm a nice guy. And I, I'm not going to say, you know what, fuck you, turn around, head home, you know, she's, she's seven hours into an eight hour trip. So, <laughs> so she follows suit and I had, you know, I'm in no way, shape or form ready to, you know, to ride this one home, you know? And so literally, literally, literally. Uh-huh. so I had a huge dilemma on my hands here. I got to spend a, you know, a solid weekend with a woman that I, I literally don't want to touch, you know? And oh, so, yeah. Here I am on my way home doing some research on my phone, uh, just to, you know, to, to get some parameters on what I can and can't do at this point. Uh, to throw a loophole into the mix is that, you know, she can't use condoms. So all bets are off. Like, they're, they're, this is... This oh, is wait, either- she can't use condoms because she's allergic to latex? Correct. Oh, that's Correct. convenient. That's why she has herpes. There right. you go. Exactly. She's yeah, exactly. So they do have non-latex condoms, but I... <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. So my story, you know, my story was a wild one. Um, very, very awesome woman. Um, she comes, we enjoyed our time, you know, with, uh, a COVID six foot distance. Uh, but, uh, and a, her- you know, and, and a herpes 12 foot distance. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Has, 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 hazmat suit and all. There you uh, go. Yeah. But, uh, really threw a wrench into the whole connection thing. Um, you know, and her, you know, wanting more and not being able to see, uh, cause apparently, you know, for her, maybe the connection was a little stronger than it was for myself. Uh, but you know, this is something that, you know, kind of goes to communication. I'm glad she told me, I, I think that was solid, um, very, very mature way of handling it a little late <laughs> in the trip to be doing so. But, uh, you know, we still communicate, but, you know, at this point, it's just like, it's something like this, like, which is a thing in the dating scene right now is, you know, are we being open with our partners, potential partners? You know, are mm-hmm. we being safe about it? I can't tell you how many times that it, it has it crossed my mind. Uh, I don't know, 60, 60% of the time, maybe, you know, so it's rough, but it was a, it was a rough date. Ryan, well, I'm going to put you, uh, I want to put sorry. you on the spot. Okay. And I, I think I want all you guys to answer this because something I'm really uh, embarrassed to ask. So if I've been dating somebody and we're going to, you know, it's the lucky night. 
what goes to my mind is the whole, do I ask if he is clean or if he's been tested? And I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about chlamydia, gonorrhea, herpes, the whole panel. And here's the thing. When you're just starting to see somebody, I don't care if you're on date two, date three, date five, whatever your morals are, whatever. But if you ask that question, it's like that beginning of a show where the record kind of stops. Like imagine this moment and you're making out and it's hot, it's heavy, and you know it's going to be the night. You just want to rip each other's clothes off. And you say, so... Have you been tested for like gonorrhea, herpes, or anything? I mean, that's just you don't say that. So say, have you been tested? Are you clean? And and you know, you know, if this guy wants to get laid, he's what he's gonna say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally got tested, and his ass probably hasn't been tested in years. So how do you breach that subject? Because when I started dating again, my brothers were like, Noel, just right out the door, condoms, 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 until you have that exclusive relationship. That's what you bring up. It's just assumed that you're going to use a condom. But I, I don't know what's what's worse, like bringing up that conversation. Ryan, what's the right way to bring this up without it being so awkward? I don't know. I've been asked a few. T I've been asked quite a bit, actually, and I've done my fair share of asking. You know, um, okay. I don't know about the right time. Certainly not before you're ready to get it on, you know. Right, but like when's the right moment? It's not when you're making out. But no. it's also awkward if you ask like on date two or three. She's like, what? Are you trying to get my panties? Like, oh, shoot. Uh, uh, there's no right way to do it. I, I don't know. I, I think I think when you're seeing someone for, you know, longer than a few dates, I think you 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 get a connection built, you know, you establish a connection. And I think that that if it's a good one, if it's something that's uh, open and honest, I think, I think that there's really not a bad time to have that conversation. You know, how do you bring it up? Do you bring it up over drinks at the bar? Like when is a good time to bring up that awkward question? You shouldn't have to bring it up at all. If the person who ha potentially has it or no knowingly has it, it's incumbent upon you to disclose that because if the person didn't ask the question, then you were already silent. So that's lying by omission. You need to be upfront pretty. And now I'm not saying 15 seconds after you meet, but if, <laughs> as we've all said, if there is any type of connection, you're going to have to suck it up buttercup and be as frankly as human possible. Because if that's, something you're going to wait to answer only when the person asks then uh you've already started the relationship on a fraudulent note in my opinion yep and that's where it's in context too because yeah. obviously if you're in a situation where uh, obviously you're going to be doing something that's uh, it's it's more appropriate to be able to ask at those moments um uh, just uh it just like I get, I mean, like Giovanni said, it would definitely be them appropriate. But at the same time, if a female were, or someone were to ask, Hey, have you been tested or whatever? That might also breed the question. All right. How sexually active are you? What kind of life am I trying to get into in order for you to want to ask those questions? It's like, those are things which I think are healthy to be able to communicate about. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of if you're with someone that you can healthfully communicate um, these things about, like Ryan said. Yeah. And, you know, for me, for me, like, I don't mind asking or being asked the question because frankly, like if, if, if I trust the person and, and we're both clean, like, I don't want to use a condom at all, you know? And so, <laughs> and so for me, it's, yeah. it's a matter of, do I trust her enough to not have to put a rubber on, right. you know? And so that's kind of where it's at for me. Well, I wow. think it ends yeah. up being a, a fragile thing for women because 
when we start to sleep with a man that we're seeing, the question that we want to ask is very obvious. And it's, are you doing this with anybody else? <laughs> and I thought about this. And, and if he says, no, it's just you. I was thinking about being married. And when I was married, of course, it's assumed we're married. He's only sleeping with me. But there's plenty of married people out there that are seeing people under radar. And so I guess my point is there's no guarantee. You either trust your partner or you don't. And so if you're asking that question. Quite often, I feel like that's a mistrust in, a mistrust in your own heart, which leads people to ask these questions. So I think these questions reveal about the person asking than the other anyways. Um, so, yeah. Well, you know what? This conversation of herpes makes me want to take a nice long shower. Having said I know, that, right? so uh, Noelle, did you have any bad date stories for this past week? You know, I have nothing but good dates. Um, I well, then you got to get off the show then. I know, right? But I had to have a lot of <laughs> bad dates. And one time, my Nina, she told me, Noelle, you're probably going to have to kiss a lot of frogs until you um, find the, the prince. And so I am grateful for my bad dates because they have helped me appreciate the good ones. And I've had those dates where it feels like work and it feels like an interview and I leave exhausted. And when the communication is good over text and the conversation is good in person, uh, then the chemistry ends up hopefully in the bedroom as well. And then you got yourself a really epic, you know, dating scenario and i think that's what everybody's looking for is just that that ease but finding somebody that likes you as much as you like them like that's the really hard thing and ryan just mentioned that he was more interested in her um kind of from the get-go um no she was more interested in him right and then that just really took the wind out of his sails when she said that but i have to give kudos to her because she was honest and i guess if she's honest about that i guess she's a trustworthy woman um but it just makes you wonder what else she was doing outside of that so that's definitely something that runs through my mind um especially well, when i was dating so up oh, tar's on all right tar i love welcome to the bad date show what's going on this evening Oh, hey, I'm doing good, and you? I'm wonderful. I'm super excited to have you on the sh the show. Tell us your story. Thank you. Well, I've had so many interesting and bad and good days, but the one that stood out the most was this dude. Let's just call his name Brian. I met him, like, on AOL chat, and we agreed to meet up in the city after work. So I was like, okay, he's probably seen pretty cool. So I meet him at his job, and then we end up, like, at some diner, and we're eating and relaxing, and then he's like, okay, um, Let's just chill at this lounge. We chill at the lounge and we're talking and he's telling me, you're the perfect girl. I can't wait to meet my mom. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so right up, well, that's what happens when you talk and to people on AOL chat. Playing, and he's just like, yeah, like, you're like the per I'm like, wait a minute. We just met and you talked about meeting your mom. <laughs> so did you end up meeting AOL the mom? Chat. It was crazy to me, and then he tried to kiss me, like like you like in a dip, like you dip someone in a kiss. I was just like, oh my god, I gotta think real quick how to get this crazy guy. <laughs> so did he kiss you, Tara? Me? No, he actually he actually on his own. He actually it was very interesting about him. He was on um, Eurasian, um, so he was Japanese and Irish, but he was raised in the South. So he had kind of a sudden accent on top of that. <laughs> 
Wow. All right. So ultimately, so definitely not unique for the city of you know the city, but it was definitely unique how you look and how he had this deep southern accent, sound kind of like a Matthew McConaughey kind of talk. <laughs> all right, all right, then, all right. Yeah, so imagine that. <laughs> And then to make things even more funnier, what happened was um, I basically, what I had to do, I told him, like, oh, I have class in the morning, so I have to basically um, leave. And I told him, you know, if I have more time, I will get back to you. And then so he was like, just call me and just let me know we got home safe. So I did. And then what I did, um, I get home and I was like, thank you for the good time. I ha- I got home safe, but I don't think I have time for a serious relationship. And then he's like, oh, okay, no problem. So I'm thinking everything is cool. And then a month or two passes and he calls me and he's like, you never called me. I'm like, dude, I just told him a very nice way. I'm very busy. <laughs> And then he didn't stop from there. He tried to eye on me. It was crazy. <laughs> I had to block him on all type of messengers. <laughs> wow. So he totally went from being like a weird day to being a date from hell. All right, Noelle, what would you have done in that situation? Well, see, I'm, I'm. Mexican descent. So we, we introduce people to our parents real quick. Um, the family kind of gives the third degree. And if they can't give him a beer and beans, like after I've been dating him a few weeks, they think he's like a cyclops or something, which is really scary because, you know, he would walk into the, the house and get kissed by like every Thea <laughs> and, you know, overly welcomed. And he'd be called Miho after like, He's not even my boyfriend yet. So I always kind of try to keep that a little bit slower. Um, so I, I probably would not yeah. be freaked out by meeting the mother on date two, only because mothers have always liked me. And um, I tend to, you know, be really warm culture. So it's very easy for me to warm up to that. Um, so that probably would not have freaked me out. But uh-huh. the bending me backwards to, to kiss me like that. Um, it sounds like kind of a boricua, yeah. you know, sounds like a, you know, a Latin yeah. lover that just wants to like tongue you right away. But you know uh-huh. what? I, I'm a sucker for a good kisser. So if he dipped me back and he kissed me good, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I would have thrown it out, but I think Latin men tend to just meet my mom, going to kiss you, kick the tires a little bit pretty quick. Um, so I don't know. Did you, did you end up, you didn't want to see him again, but did you end up seeing him again when he called you? No, because he ended up like messaging me on different like social media networks, like saying like, how come you never called me back? And I thought we had a good time. And I'm like, dude, I told you I had no time for a relationship. That was like the nicest way of saying I'm, I'm too busy. Yeah, and he so didn't sweet. take it that I, well. You got to remember, you got to remember the little head doesn't have ears. So he, he didn't, he, that part of his that body didn't hear a damn true. thing. So. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta be. I will say, females need need to be more direct. Saying you don't have time for a relationship is saying, oh, so when you do or are ready for a relationship, I might be the guy. Um, You know, you leave too much room for those hopeless romantics, um, which you need to be able to be clear. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I see that now. I totally yeah. get that now. But yeah, that was like one of my worst bad days because it's like, it was like, oh my God, what the hell? What did I do? <laughs> You well, know, and men again, will say, though, even if you say, like, I have straight up have said no when I'm not interested, I've learned to be very mm-hmm. direct and say, no, I'm not interested. I've actually learned to say that. But the running joke, I'll call my brother and be like, I've said no. And he keeps asking me out. And we have this joke. And it's like, so what are the chances of a guy like me and a girl like you? And then the girl's like, one in a million. And what is the famous line? I hope I'm not one in a million. So you're saying there's a chance. And uh, she said Jim one in Gary. a million, right? Yes. But if you give a guy that teeny tiny little bit of hope. And yeah, so you're saying there's a chance, right? But, I Have mean, y'all watched that new movie, The New Guy? Or the or, um, Free Guy? Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. That free Guy? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, oh, I heard about that. I want to see that. It looks good. Well, I'm sure it is. Well, anyway, so Tara, thanks for the call. Hopefully the next one, the guy dips you and kisses you, and you can call us back with an amazing date story. That will be awesome. Hopefully, hopefully. But thank you definitely inviting me. You guys have a great day, okay? You as well. Thank you, Tara. You too. You know, bye-bye. So, well, I've had, you know, a couple times I had some dates that uh, unfortunately turned out not as drastic as hers, but where I've had people afterwards say, I had a really good time. You're a nice person. Having said that, I don't see a future for us in whatever nice way. And I always write back, no worries. And, uh, you know, I say this constantly. This has been my mantra for the last year and a half. It's there's 3.8 billion women in this world. I guarantee you one of them's going to want to like me or want to hang out with me. And uh, for all the other 3.7999 billion, you know, good luck to you. It doesn't hurt my feelings. You know, my mom has a saying, and I don't know if it's a good saying or not. She says, find somebody that loves you more than you love them. And she admitted that my dad loves her more. (laughs) She loves him. And they love each other. They've been married 42 years. But why would she say that? Well, unfortunately, there's a there's a theoretical thing called hypergamy, where a man can basically be satisfied with the partner he has. But biologically speaking and evolutionarily speaking, if you believe that premise, is that women are always looking not just for protection, but also better protection there. That even women who are married sometimes will look across the pond, see something they think is, you know, the grass is greener when it may not be, but in their minds it is. And sometimes that is a determining factor, whether their love kind of wanes or they cheat or they leave. So unfortunately, that seems to be more of a thing in a woman's uh, mind than it does, generally speaking, in a man's because men don't necessarily need to have that protective mechanism in their life from someone else. So this is going to segue to cheating. I think she said that because my dad is extremely loyal and so is she. But I think she dated around more than he did because after the first date, he said, I just want you to know this is exclusive. Like right off the bat, my mom was shocked. What exclusive after the first date? Uh, but he was into her and he didn't, he didn't want to mess around. He wanted to make sure that she wasn't going to see anybody else. Is that, and that is, I think she might have said that because she was kind of saying that men were more likely to cheat is what I got out of that. That's I don't why believe she was that for saying, a second. What do you think, Story? Do you think men are more likely to cheat or is this really a 50-50? Um, it's just a movie thing. Because I feel like in the movies, it's I, always the guy cheating. 
That is such a lie. What movies are you watching? <laughs> what movies do you watch, young lady? I am not saying. Oh, that's what I thought. I, none of my girlfriends have cheated on their boyfriends, and they have been cheated on many a times. So I, that's my evidence is my little circle. Well, I know for a fact I've been There's, cheated but on. See, so. that's because a lot of these girls throughout dating, they will be dating in a way that they can go and be having these relationships with multiple people without any of them being official. And being able to say she's not cheating because nothing was official and going out, ask, go ask anybody you really know. And I guarantee if you talk to the guys versus the girls, the girls usually have a bigger body count and have more of the availability for, you know, for more people as well. And just the society we're being raised in right now. Well, there's that great skit by Chris Rock, and you know he goes, whenever a guy asks a girl how many boyfriends, she'll tell you how many boyfriends, but she won't tell you all the random dicks she had at the club. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, do you think, okay, let's talk. Let's talk numbers. Have you all ever right. been on a date where your date asks you how many people you've slept with? Yes. That is so inappropriate. It is inappropriate. I always say, well, aside from you, one other. <laughs> and, uh, you know, no one ever believes me, but it's nobody's business. You know, unfortunately, numbers, once they're out there, you can never retract it. And uh, so I've unfortunately said my number a few times. And holy cow, <laughs> the look on someone's face, you're like, oh, OK, I'm never saying that again. You know, we have this saying, my best friend and I. I don't Man, think anyone says their number. We say, we say he's really good at that. And then the question is, should I be alarmed? Or should I be flattered <laughs> that I am benefiting from his experience level? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because it doesn't matter. That's just my stance is that it doesn't matter. What I really care about is the quality of the character of the man that I'm seeing. I don't think it should matter. But I have been asked the question. And I've always said, I don't I'm think that I'm telling you, my experience comes from eating a watermelon without my hands. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Women, story is single. <laughs> and, and he loves fruit. And so he must be very healthy. And That's if you call funny. our 1-800 number, we'll give you yeah. his phone number. If <laughs> That's right. We got a couple callers going to be coming up. up. We got a couple Maybe. callers coming up soon. So uh, hopefully they'll... Uh, <laughs> So hopefully they'll have some interesting fruit stories as well. Oh my gosh. Can my you eat without your hands? Well, you stories. know, I was, li I was listening to another. Not listening to them. There you go. Oh, I can do that. I'm, I'm a professional. I can try. Wow. Do that and like, I don't think there's any correlation between tying and not with your tongue and oral sex. I, I, I never said there was. He just, I'm just saying I can do it. I never, I never said it, it translated into good oral. I can tell you, you know that. what? There's men that won't straight up even go down there and will that, do the whole cherry stem thing all day long. So whatever, there's absolutely there, no correlation between that. Oh, well, no, story, I, agree with I want to hear about dating in LA have you had any dates recently uh, I've I've had a few different dates though I, I was thinking um funny on the pretext of bad date show though I was actually thinking about one of my past dating situations the recently um I had came into knowing and I was staying with these twin girls and like um and they were both kind of really into me and so yeah. it was a really weird dynamic because like one, like the one I thought was cooler, I ended up having a kid, but the other, you know, the other one was still pretty cool. And it's like, so it's like, I don't really know what to do in the situation. And it, especially after I ended up sleeping with one and the other one's still trying to flirt with me and kind of acting like she wants me. It's like, 
it's like, all right, now I don't know what to be doing. You know, it's like, obviously, it was a very uh, messed up situation um, to be in. Um, Just, yeah, I had slept with the one I think I, uh, that, I didn't necessarily like as much, but then like, so the other one trying to make a move and it's like, I didn't know how, what to do at this point. It's like, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I feel like I had made a choice, but then again, I mean, you never know. I mean, there's probably a lot of weird pornos with twins. So, I mean, <laughs> that's funny. We're going to come back to that. Cause I, after we have our guest caller, I want to know why you slept with the one you didn't like as much, but we have a caller. We have Nita on the line. Hey girl, how are you, Nita? Thanks for calling. Hi. In. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Hi. I am Hi. so glad Hello. we finally so, got you on, Nita. I'm dying to hear the story. I know. I know. I've, I've accumulated three bad dates since I've been trying to get on. And I know that I probably don't have time to share them all, but um, oh, my goodness. So I'm ready to just jump right in with my bad dates. Like, it's we love it. ridiculous. We love it. Go for it. <laughs> okay, so. So, of course, you know, uh, I've been single for a while now. Two weeks, two months, two years is too long. And I was married for 25 years, and I've been divorced for five. And in the midst of the pandemic, I've been trying to just, like, keep up with looking sexy and working and, you know, just all of this stuff. And, And with the pandemic, I got, you know, like, my lips and my eyes I'm trying to work that beyond the mask, right? Because we got this mask that's covering our essential good little gift, which is my nice luscious lips. My lips <laughs> are luscious and um, people like them. And so, you know, um, things started lifting up and we were able to start going out again to dinner and et cetera, right? So I got happy and I had these three dates. Uh-uh. No, these were disasters. Like, they literally were disasters. Um, The first one, you know, I I always look for red flags and everything. Honey, I have names for them. So the first one that I went out with, I call him Ghost Dad. And I call him this because he has three children, right? So, you know, you try to work with the, the single dad, or so they say everybody's single nowadays trying to, get a little title and some recognition. How many and mothers, Nina by the left, way? One mom. One okay. mom. At least he's sticking, yeah. with, he's, he's only sticking it in one place. That's good. I, yeah, well, <laughs> even if he had three baby mamas, I mean, it still was a horrible date. Like, okay. so it's only Nita, a yellow Nita flag, not a red kids. flag. Only yellow. Nita loves the kids. I love the kids. Don't get me wrong. You know, my kids are grown, and I'm not trying to do any babysitting. So that was the first thing that I was like, okay, you have three kids. You know, I would love to meet them someday down the line, down the line. So, um, but you know, man, so old boy took me out, and we had a, a, a okay conversation, and I was feeling him, and he passed the test of normalcy, whatever that is. And then we went on date number two, and the kids came along. And I was like, what the heck? Like, okay. So, you know, we have to revamp. And I got some Lunchables. And I went into mommy mode. I, I'm getting Lunchables and, you know, Kool-Aid burst and all of this stuff. And we go to the little beach, let them run around and everything. And we're talking. And I'm like, okay, this is not bad. You know, this is not bad. 
So I'm like, you know, you're going to have to start splitting the visitations up with those girl, with the mama, you know, because you need daddy time with self. And, you know, um, then we, we got through the second date and started for the third date. Now, the third date, he's asking me if I could braid hair, polish nails, and watch them on occasions. I was like, what the hell? No, I cannot. Like, I shut that down real quick. I'm like, no, mm-mm. nope, nope, nope. I'm not so trying was, to do that. <laughs> he was setting up for the new baby mama. Well, not the new baby mama. I like Hazel, the maid or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. but okay. I'm just like, I'm 51 years old and I'm not trying to break my back, you know, playing on the trampoline and all of this stuff. And don't get me wrong. I, I have much love for the, uh, the single dads out there, but I'm like, this dude tried to ghost me like with the kids. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, no. No. So he didn't tell no. you, Nita, that they were going to be joining you on that date, that the little guys, the little monkeys were going to be joining up on date number two? No, they, it's three girls and um, they're stair steps, six, eight, and 10. And he just was like, yeah, the mom had something to do. So, you know, I got the girls for the night. And I guess like how dudes do with puppies and, you know, we are so like, oh, okay. Oh, look at the kids. So the first time it was okay. The first one, you know, I didn't think that it was going to be this soon. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he approaching me date number three, talking about, yeah, um, I just wanted to know, you know, you might as well get used to it. I wanted to know if you could just like watch the girls for me for a little bit. No, I cannot. Because in my mind, I'm thinking like, what the hell is going on? I'm watching your girls while you could be possibly out with somebody else. Oh, I damn. don't know. <laughs> Funny. Well, let me ask you, since for the, makes on, the second, on the second date when he brought the kids, did you show any surprise, any trepidation? Did you say anything afterwards or did you just go right into friendly, uh, these are really good kids mode? No, I'm very sarcastic. I'm the queen of sarcasm. So I was okay. like, oh, dang. So, so this will be doing, um, you trying to make me mommy already, huh? Oh, okay. So, you know, no, I good. just kind of let him know, like, this is cool, but it's not cool. Sure, you know, so, so he was just like, yeah, I got to do what I got to do. You know, I try to work them in and stuff. I, I just don't trust that kind of stuff. And again, I don't have a problem with a man who has children. I understand that, you know, we got to do what we got to do. But this is only the second date. And then the so, third, when you asked me to braid hair, polish nails and watch the kids. Yeah. So if he hadn't asked those things right off bat, yeah, would you have been interested in going to, out with him on additional dates had he not brought those children? Possibly, because like he passed everything, he was good compared to my my second date, which I would like to to segue really quickly into. Because okay. he, I call him. I say I have the names for the the, the date. Right now, this one is King, King of Wannabe. King of this Wannabe. This man is one, King of Wannabe. All of right. Wannabe. I don't know if you all have ever seen Daddy's Little Girls by Tyler Perry. No, I don't know. Okay, so there is a scene where Gabrielle Union is going out on a date. She's single. She's going out on a date with this guy, and he's like 49 years old. He wants to be a rapper at 49. And so, you know, like the rapper 50 Cent, this man is saying he's going to be 49 Cent. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. This reminded me of that, and I named him King of Wannabe because 
he was he's 59 years old and he wants to be a comedian. Now, I understand that we all have our dreams and aspirations, but at some point, some of us just need to just grow up and just let that be it. Like, we don't need to try to aspire to, like, rap, dance, you know, MC Hammond. We don't need to do, try to do all of that. So I couldn't even get to date number two because date number one was just a hot mess. Was he wearing so, parachute pants like MC Hammer? No, he was wearing, literally, he was wearing a gold necklace that had number one on it. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> number one on it. And That's then, funny. you know, he he got some sunglasses on. We in a restaurant. He got some sunglasses on. And I'm like, dude, I, I'm the one that needed the glasses for being ashamed. Like, I was like, uh-uh. So, we go, and he's at the table, and he's being all loud and trying to, have these jokes and he was so boring. I was like, Oh my God, this is not funny at all. Like the jokes were stiller than the crackers that we had, you know, oh I'm just like, and we were at a hole in the wall restaurant at that. And I'm like, Oh no, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> this is just like first impression is everything. So yep. I can only imagine like IHOP Denny's would have been down the line. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just not an IHOP Denny's kind of girl. That's where I'm I just, I, you like, know, I think it's just y'all. You say what? That's where I saw it's just y'all's chemistry. Oh, I think y'all's chemistry from the sounds of it was off because it's like what girls really want is confidence. In some ways, he was confident, even if it's not your style. Um, though the first guy, I definitely totally get your understanding. If he's going to be asking you to watch his kids, like what is he going to be doing during that time? Unless he expresses it as work. And other than that, still, it's like if you're dating someone, it doesn't matter if they have kids, but you would want it's whatever they have in their life. It's about how they can handle it. And if you're meeting someone that off very rip couldn't even handle their own kids like has to be having outsourcing things for you like that. They should have that situated unless you take those steps to do anything more. I mean, not only that, I mean, I dated, you know, I have two daughters and when I first separated, my youngest was six years old. She didn't meet Uh anybody I dated for almost three years. And the woman she finally met, I'd been dating for close to four months. I mean, I think it's absurd to bring children in because it doesn't, you sound like you're funny, like you were saying sarcastic. Well, kids love that. So next thing you know, how many times has he done this where he's introducing his kids to other people? They establish a relationship, even if it's brief, then they're dejected. And uh, that sets up a pattern, bad pattern for the well, children as well. I think that's a bad well, thing. Well, it depends for, for a single dad, exactly. though. Like, for a single dad, though, I could understand what if he doesn't have time? What if his kids are a big part of his life? He wants to do it. Just let, That's where yeah. it's all to each their own. Like, you go to no, a family. You are realize you, you like, you're going to be meeting their family. Like, me personally, if you're dating me, it'll be uh-huh. a while before you meet my family. But I'm not going to re- I'm going to realize, too, if I'm dating somebody else, like Noelle said, if I was dating her, it's very possible that the family's going to know about me quickly. <laughs> Um, and it's not because either of them's right or wrong. It's just that's who we are. No, that's. Do you have kids? Story? I, I understand that, but it's too no. it's too quick though. Like the third date, it's like that's just too quick. And I'm sure yeah. that if I would have accepted and 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 um and oh, kept yeah. the kids, the girls, they would have sang like a canary. 
They would have been like, oh, Miss Lisa doesn't do this. So you have yeah, males yeah. like Miss yeah, Lisa. Sure. Who is Miss mm-hmm. Lisa? Right, so, right. So, yeah. you know, I'm just yeah. like, I don't have time for that. So redirecting myself and removing myself out of that. And again, like I said, I have mad love and respect for single dads because we sure. need a lot more of them, you know, to uh, be enlightening and responsible and mature and positive. However, the way that you do things is the way that you win or lose. And for me, that was a loss. No winning sure. whatsoever with that. That's I got a door closed on that yeah. one. I can tell you a story when you finally do have kids. And I know Noel feels the same way. It's a totally different animal when you have kids. Right, Noel? I mean, you wouldn't want to be introducing your kids to somebody you've dated once or twice. I'm assuming so. Am I wrong? Nobody's ever met my kids. Um, I haven't been divorced long enough to Mm -hmm. introduce. um, And I have asked them. I think the correct thing to do, and Nita, correct me if I'm wrong. But first Mm -hmm. of all, I think before even involving the kids, the right thing would be is to ask this person you're seeing, hey, uh, my sitter or the custody got switched. How would you feel about meeting uh, my kids? And give them that respect first. And I know in in most scenarios, if I was to bring my children on a second or third date, Chances are really good. And Giovanni and Story, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the man would run for the hills if I brought my three kids yeah. unexpectedly. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, great. My great. kids are fantastic, but they, I mean, they're yeah. a lot. And, and they, yeah. Would, yeah. So I guess if I want to scare off a guy, you know, just bring them yeah. home, you know, my six year old Tristan. I mean, that's who, where, like, I mean, the kids there isn't necessarily as big as the that problem. Part, 100% as much as, yeah, it's, about, yes. it's as much as it being there while you're dating. Like, if you were getting to know this person through, you've known them through work, something like that, and you're friends first, and the kids are knowing them as your friend, you know, it's like mm-hmm. uh, to do that. Now, if your kids are introduced to this person as someone you're dating, something like that, then yeah, I would agree. You would obviously want to know what what how you're dating this person what you are before you introduce your kids um so i exactly and that's that's what i was trying to that's what the point is is that that was just the third date of meeting like we hadn't even gotten into establishing okay what are we gonna do like it was just too early for that alone and then you want to bring the kids and thinking like and don't get me wrong in the black american families we've done this this is how we do things but this is a new generation this is a whole new thing and you have to also take in consideration about the kids the girls because they're around I don't know how many other women he's done this to and to keep doing this thinking for his own you know um, gain like oh if she see my girls she'll you know want to go out with me again and again and again you can't use your children as a pawn and the the girls are just thinking did y'all meet organically or how did y'all meet through an app or online, dating app? Or on, online. Online dating app. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Yeah. So we've had two. Okay. I'm assuming the third story is going to be the best one. Nita? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because King, King <laughs> wannabe, like that right there was traumatizing. He's 59, trying to be 29. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, it, it wasn't working at all. Like, I... You know how you, you, I don't know, Noelle, if you've ever had this thought gone on a, a horrible, horrible date to where you're just like, you know what? I want to just ask the waiter, can we pay separate? Let me pay my bill and then get up, go to the restroom. But then he's going to see you creeping out and then he might get up and try to follow you. So I had to endure <laughs> that whole time of him trying to, you know, 
talking about how he's going to be a comedian and how he knows all of these people. And that's another thing. People who know people who are elite, they don't have to name drop and brag. Like their right. actions show for themselves. And I'm just like, are you serious? You are looking like a glass of water right now. I see straight through you. Like seriously. But anyway, so yeah, with that one, my right. last one, my last one is the senior citizen moment. <laughs> oh. So, so I, you know, I'm like I said, I'm 51, and I'm thinking, okay, I've tried the 34 year old for stamina and all of this, and you know that didn't work. And then I'm trying the mid. Here you have the 59 year old that's trying to find himself, and then I get with the 67 year old, which he doesn't look 67. He's in good shape and you know good health and everything, and got a little suave, suave, you know. But then he's set in his ways, and the thing that was the the closing door for me is we going out to dinner at seven eight o'clock at night, and he's tired. Talk about he got to get home and get into bed. He's tired. He's like, you know, I'm grumpy when when I get tired, and I'm like, oh my god, there go my DJ Quick concert that you know that's coming up. I can't ask him to go on that. Um, my birthday's coming up. How are we going to do celebrations? Because it's just like, really? I mean, I really liked him. He was pretty cool, but he's a little older. And his sleep is his little, I don't know. But but <laughs> on the good horrible. side... On the good side, you would have gotten a lot of discounts at restaurants, Senior Citizen Night. You would get you would you get you would get coupons from the AARP. I mean, come on. He, he, he I can use my military discount for that. I could use oh. my military discount to get the, the, the oh. discounts and stuff. So you're, so, you're already you know, set up. Damn, girl, you're set I up. I am. I, baby, so, I am. All I need so, is for you to bring the fork and knife to the table and meet me halfway. That's all. Oh, hey, Giovanni, That's all I'm be that fourth fitness. What's that? No. <laughs> Nina, Nina, okay, before we, we end this call with you, I want to ask you, so yeah. out of those three, what would you say was the worst? Oh, my goodness. Um, one be, and two. It's got to be King. One be, and man. two. Did, did he actually rap for you? Did you get oh. to actually hear his stuff at least? He, he didn't rap. He tried to do like a, a joke. And I was sitting there good. like... He, he he wants to be a comedian. Like a so w when he did the joke, I was sitting there like looking up in the, the ceiling like, are you for real right now? Like, I'm trying to concentrate on where the funny part was, like oh, if there was bad, even yeah. a funny section. And oh I'm just gosh. like, it is. You know how... I don't know if you all have ever been to a, a show, a comedy show, and the the new people are up there trying to do comedy, and people are just not getting it, and they're just nothing, and you just hear the, the drum go, doo -doo 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 -doo, mm -hmm. and that's it, that and you don't hear anything, mm -hmm. that, that, that was it. That was it. Oh, I was girl. like, I can't even find funny in that. So, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank like you all for letting me come on and share my story. Just as lacking. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Nita. And I just have to say for our audience, Nita and I have spoken on the phone a few times. And this girl is my sister. Yes. She is yes, beautiful you. inside and out. And 
I, thank you. I, I you seriously too, think with all my heart, honey, that whoever who you end up with is going to be one heck of a lucky man. So you keep dating. Aww, and if you. you kiss more frogs, you you know, go with more losers, call us and tell us. And, and if you have a good story, we want to hear it because people are, are dating, yeah. hoping they're going to get through all the bad ones and hit that, you know, that prince or that I queen or whatever. Because so. you're, you're a queen girl. So you keep dating. Yeah, thank, thank you so you much so for joining much. us, Nita. Thank you. I pray that um, I can't. I don't. I don't have time to be kissing no more frogs. My lips are, uh, uh-uh, uh, you know. So, uh, but anyway, not, not thank every, you so yeah. very much. Yeah, you sure. save those lips for you know the right thank guy you. deserves you that sugar, honey. Thank uh, you. you too. Yes, Good night. yes. Good night, okay, Nita. love you all. Thanks for everything. Good night. Love you too. Night. We'll yes, you thank time. you too. Bye. All right, we're coming up on our hour. What do you guys think? Out of all those stories, what was the worst date? Well, I think it is worse. Like she was talking about name dropping. It drives me crazy when people will start name dropping. I've met a lot of people too. So whenever somebody else, you know, working in Hollywood for all those years. So when people start name dropping, it really isn't impressive. The only thing that's impressive to me is your own accomplishments as a person. So, and then, you know, you've got to be age appropriate. I know people, everybody loves to say age doesn't matter. But in certain contexts, it does. There's no way in hell I'm going to be walking around dressed like Justin Timberlake in 1997 and try to be singing in an all-boy you know, band. It's ridiculous. You got to right. know your limits. As Clint Eastwood would say, man's got to know his limitations. You know what I'm saying? And it's absolutely <laughs> yeah. true. And absolutely. it goes the other way, man. It goes the other way with women. I mean, I'm not here to necessarily be smirch, but, you know, like if you've had piercings and tattoos your whole life fine but if you're 52 53 and you decided you know what i think it's finally time to get me that tramp stamp or get me that belly button <laughs> ring uh, you know i get it you want to be young but all youth is completely a mindset it has nothing to do with what you wear on your external side absolutely what do you think story who do you think had the worst state of everybody uh i think these people just need to learn how to go into dating and to sit to know what red flags are and such so you're so they can just not be doing that like a lot of people like just like the guy that was over, name dropping and such like i if you just say what you know people don't really care about what you don't as much they're just trying to figure out who you are the older per like i have had too much with the online dating at least she knew the guy was an older guy and she went into it that way like i've had a lot of them which try to put their picture from when they're 20 or whatever it's like if you look like this you know great but like a lot of times people you get to the date you find out someone is like that was their glory days in their picture and they are not there no more um but then the first one too um was just kind of crazy just to be able uh just to have them trying to come over and take that much you know into the kid's life and expect that from somebody who hasn't volunteered or wanted to necessarily it's still trying to just get to know him um it seems like that was just um th that was just I, I think rude yeah that's Absolutely. too quick yeah i think he was definitely looking for a baby mama there you go yeah. uh, i well, think he was looking for some a babysitter for free yeah yeah all right. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure tonight so far. We've had some great stories. A couple from Story, a couple from Noel. Actually, I didn't have a darn thing to say. I didn't. Well, I didn't have a date nor a bad date. <laughs> so, I'm just gonna. I'm just uh, living vicariously through you guys this week. Fortunately, I so, think Ryan had the worst date. I think that would have been because he he was stuck. I yeah. hate to. Say, I've. I cannot believe I'm about to say. I've had three women tell me they had herpes. <gasps> really? Yeah. So oh my gosh. So needless to say, I have tripled 
I have triple herpes, is what I'm trying to say. I have one blamed on. Okay, so what goes through my mind? And I was playing, so I knew they lied and cheated. Yeah. So okay, here's what goes through my mind: because they call herpes the kissing disease. That's mono. You can get a cold sore. That's mono is the kissing disease. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you kiss somebody that Mm. is on the end of their cold sore, or I've never had them, but they say it's like buzzing. Yeah. Like it feels, I have never had one, but they say that's when they're the most contagious is like when you get a sore throat, that's when you're, before you're sick, that's when you're the most contagious. But those are, there are different types of herpes. You have numerous herpes simplex. They have the cold sores versus the STDs. So they're really. it's all so gross. And that's why we tease each other because it's like herpes just sounds. Ew, like there's nothing sexy about that word. I mean, talk well, about like kill your mojo, Joe. It's, you also, bring up it, it, it's, all, it's also very sexist. Herpes? Why isn't it himpies? <laughs> you know, the guy, could have, the guy could have himpies and the girl has herpes. Well, I got a friend that when she's on a bad date, she actually starts to talk about a rash. She's like, so I've, I have this rash. And she just starts to like itch. And yeah. <laughs> the date magically ends. She doesn't even have to call me. I'm like, I would not have the balls to make up a rash. Yeah, no. But, you know, crazy. I'm not going to do that bounce thing. You know, I mean, she could have just bounced on those guys. She asked me, you know, would you do that thing where you put some money down at the table and, and walk away? I wouldn't do that. I've always just kind of grit my teeth and get through I it. I being up front. Like, well, it's sorry, okay if you uh, walk well, away. If, you t- wrap, if you're up front enough to tell someone that, to say, here, I'm leaving. This isn't going nowhere. Sorry. It says the man <laughs> that had two women interested, and you just said before we took the call, we're going to end on you. How come you slept with the one that you were less interested in? That doesn't make any sense, story. Because I was young and naive, and I, I, I was 16, playing like I was a 23-year-old. Um, and to get at 16, to get with a girl that already had a kid and stuff seemed like a lot. So um, I figured, you know, playing this role that, you know, yeah. Wow. I was young, naive, learning a lot. Wow, absolutely yeah, interesting. I was a runaway from 14 to 18 in Tampa, Florida, so been interesting. Hey. There you go. Interesting life stories. So, and it brings a lot to the table. No matter what age you are, you got great stories here at 29. You know, I'm 53. Who knows what your stories are going to be in 24 more years? It's going to be very interesting if we follow you through your entire life. Don't you think, Story? If the bad date show, if we just try keep aging, <laughs> you know, going through this together, who knows where we'll be? I but know. especially with be- all this knowledge that's going to be instilled in me, wouldn't you wish you had all this knowledge when you were my age? I, I uh, well, I was close to getting married at your age, so I had plenty of that knowledge. I just didn't listen to it. There's a difference between having the knowledge and applying the knowledge into your life, which I have found so often. It's just as they say, uh, "Do as I say, not as I do," and it it, it yeah. goes in almost every aspect of life: finances, diet, exercise, and definitely relationships. We all know what the answer is for everybody else, but very rarely do we look upon ourselves and say, "You know mm-hmm. what? Why the hell am I not listening to the things I'm telling?" everybody else so true because when you when they're talking to you about it you know about everything that's messed up in the relationship and then they talk about the one thing that's good but they don't get it that the cons are like way you know longer lists than the pros but yet they're still dating them so maybe we should take our own advice or maybe we should actually listen to the people that care about care about us because they're seeing it without the feels i think that's why we date the people we probably shouldn't 
Absolutely. And I think on that uh, incredible note, I think we should say thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to the yes. both of you. Sorry, Noel, as usual. It's been great. I hope everybody here has learned something. I hope everybody listening has learned something. And we uh, look forward to hearing everybody's bad date stories next Thursday. Super excited. Once again, thank you on behalf of myself and Noel Romero and all of our guests. Welcome. Uh, and thank you once again to the Bad Date Show. Thank you, guys. See you next week, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Have Bye-bye. a good night. Bye.